Alright, so, so, so today's daf is daf vav. We're actually going to begin on the bottom of hey omud base. So the Gemara says the following: Amar Aaron. It's three lines up from the bottom. Actually, it's, we'll go two lines up from the bottom. Laman Amar, two lines up. Laman Amar Aaron Ubanav Bebasach. So also, if you remember, we ended off yesterday with a fundamental machlokes about the order of the dressing by the miluim. By the miluim, was this? Was this, was it, was it done, was it done Aaron and his sons at one time? Or was first Aaron dressed and then afterwards his sons dressed? So the Gemara says, And according to the opinion, it says that Aaron and his sons were both dressed at once, meaning they were dressed up in the Big Day Kuna at once. It says, First it says that what? That Aaron was Aaron was literally yachkor. He was girded with his belt. And afterwards it says vayachgor osam avnet. And afterwards it says they were girded with their belts. So also again over here it sounds like lemaisa. It sounds like lemaisa. First it was Aaron, and then afterwards it was the children. So the Gemara says tap above. Amr lecha hahu avneto shall kohen gadol lo zehu avneto shall kohen hedjot. So also the Gemara answers that according to that man Amr. The Torah is not coming along to teach you sequence. Rather, what is the Torah coming to teach you? The Torah is coming to teach you the fact that the avnate, the belt of the Kohen Gadol, was different than the belt of the regular Kohanim. How so? Well, let's take a look at Rashi. Amr lechul ha'hu avneto shal Kohen Gadol, lo zehu avneto, kilomar, the olam kra ditzavah dafka bevas achos. So it could be that in reality, Aaron and his sons were both dressed at the same time. However, and really what the Torah is doing by splitting up, the two is telling us that the belts were not equivalent. It's very interesting. So remember, just to follow our train of thought, we're just trying to figure, here's what we know we have. We have two different psukim, and one pasuk seems to indicate that Aaron was dressed first, and the other pasuk seems to say that they were dressed at the same time. So the Gemara is just suggesting over here that perhaps that's not what it means. Perhaps what the Torah is actually coming to tell us is that the belt of the coin, the reason why it splits it up, it doesn't just say they were all dressed at the same time, is to teach us that the belt of the coin was different than the belt of the regular Kohanim. How so? That the belt of the coin was made of shatnes. It's made of shatnes. Rashi points out over here that the belt was made of tcheles va'argaman, so the Gemara says, excuse me, sheish, sheish and treles. Sheish is kisna, which is linen, and treles is amro, which is wool. Wool and linen, of course, is shakis. The avnet habanim lo pirish hakosov mimahayu. The ashmo inan hachad the avneto shal koin gadol lo zeu avneto shal koin hedjot. Shazesh shal kilayim v'zesh shal butz. So the Gemara says, you're right. So why is the Torah splitting up the two pesukim to teach us that the belts are not the same? That the belt ultimately of the koin gadol was made of shatnis. Whereas the belt of the regular Kohanim was not. So the Gemara goes right to Ulamanda Amar Aaron Ba'achar Tab of Vav, three lines down. Ulamanda Amar Aaron Ba'achar Kach Banov. And the opinion who says that first Aaron was, was I will use the verb we coined yesterday, was belted. And then afterwards his sons, I Bahak Siv, but the Pasik says, Vichagarta Osom Avnit. I but the Pasik says that it says that, that they were belted together. Right? That really doesn't sound right. Right? Meaning that they were all dressed at the same time. So the Gemara says, Amalhu, Ha Amalhu, Amalha, excuse me. Hahu Kamashan, what does that teach us? Avnato shall coin godol, zeu avnato shall coin head yot. So we'll say interesting enough according to this man the Amr, 
the fact that the Torah mentions them together is not to teach you about sequence, but rather what? <coughs> to teach you about the nature of the begadim. And Dafka to teach you that the belt of the Kohen Gadol was in fact like the belt of the Kohen Hedyot. So also what's interesting is, according to this last approach in the Gemara, what's unfolding over here is the following, that both man the Amrim could understand that the Pasuk is not coming to talk to you about sequence, but rather it's coming to talk to you about the nature and quality of the big day kahuna. Okay, so the Gemara goes weiter. Vayach gar oso avnet, vayach gar osam lamali. So also again, if the Torah already says, Torah says, Vayach gor oso, that literally Moshe Rabbeinu put the belt around Aaron. And the Torah also says that Moshe Rabbeinu put the belt around them. Lamali, what does this come to teach us? To which the Gemara says, Shmamino, Aaron va'acharkach bonov. What does the Torah come to teach us? The Torah is coming to teach us that first Aaron had his belt put on, and then afterwards, and then afterwards, the sons. So the Gemara says, but let me ask you, so the Gemara goes back. So we'll say, this remains as a fundamental machlokas as to how the process of the Miluim was conducted. Was Aaron, was Aaron had his belt put on first, or did everybody have the belt put on together? So, so the Gemara says over here, even if you want to say they were all put on together, what does that mean? Meaning, you know, the, the idea of Bas Achas, Bas Achas means simultaneous. How is it possible? Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu is the only one dressing everyone. There's no one else that's helping out with this. So if that, again, that's for the Miluim. It's for the Miluim. Only Moshe Rabbeinu was doing it. So how can you have a Bas Achas? Meaning, according to Amandam, everything's done at once. How can you even possibly have that? To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Understand. Lo Tzricha Da'akdin. Look at Rashi for just a moment. How can you even entertain the possibility of simultaneity? How could Moshe Rabbeinu be girding or be dressing five people, meaning Aaron and his four sons at once? To which the Gemara says, no, 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 we're using the word Bas Achas in a little bit of a different way. Akti means precedence. What does that mean? Look at Rashi. Lo bebas achas mamish ka'amar. It doesn't literally mean he dressed them all at the same time for obvious reasons, because that's impossible. Elo Rather, what it means is he dressed them one after the other. I so what does it mean bebas achas? Elo aval beseder echad hoyu. But there was a seder. What does that mean? Below hivsik beged achar bentayim. And he did not go ahead and disrupt the order with another beged. What does that mean? Hilbish la'aram kobegadav. So we mean the following. Moshe in the first dressed Aaron in all of his Kohanic vestments, but did not put on the belt, did not put on the Avnit. The Achraka Hilbish Esbonov, Nichnasayim, Kisones, Umitznefes. So what does it mean, Bavasachas? Bavasachas means the same order is used. So first he dresses Aaron in all of his clothing, but not the Avnit, not the belt. Then he goes son by son and dresses each of them in all of their clothing, but no belt. And then now, after everybody's dressed, then what does he do? He takes the belts, and what does he do? Then he, he, he girds Aaron, and then he puts on the belts by the sons. So I'll say, that's what Basachas means. Basachas means that everything was done in a, in a, in, in a uniform procedure. First, everybody is dressed in, in the garments, and then afterwards, everybody is belted. But according to the opinion, it says that first Aaron, Aaron was fully dressed, and then his sons. So I'm both say that would follow pretty much the text as it is written in Parshas Tzav. Vayitain 
again, according to this approach, according to the approach that says Aaron was first, it literally means Aaron was fully dressed, fully dressed, including Avne, and then only afterwards did Moshe Avinu go back in to dress the sons. But Rashi ends up, one thing is clear that everybody agrees with, which is what? Aaron was fully dressed before his sons. That's for sure, because that's the covenant of the Kohen Gadol. The Shiloh just is, the Shiloh just is, was he fully dressed, meaning before they even began to dress the sons, or ultimately, or ultimately, was, again, like we, like the first opinion in Rashi, everybody had their basic Kohanic vestments on, and then afterwards, Aaron was the first to have his belt applied, and then everybody else afterwards. So that's the fundamental machlokes that I mean. both like, just you should know, why doesn't the Gemara say, my dahabahava, right? What was, was, who cares? So remember, like the Gemara said before, because remember, again, we have to understand the psukim. The issue over here is we have psukim that seems, so when, again, my dahabahava is a fine answer when there's not a textual ramification. But if there's a textual ramification of reconciling psukim, Torahi belilmod anutzrichim. We have to know how we have to know how to understand psukim in Torah. So that's again. So the Gemara ultimately ends off with a machlokas. So so the Gemara goes back there. Mafrish coin So we'll say now we go back to the Mishnah. So what did the Mishnah say? We seven days before Yom Kippur, we're mafrish. We separate out the coin gold. We base so. And I both say and remember me beso, me beso will define what that means. Right now we'll say it means his home. And we go ahead and we put him in the Lishkas Parhedra. We put him in a special chamber in the base Hamikdash compound, the Harabayas compound. So the Gemara says, Lama Mafrishin, why do we separate out the Kohen Gadol? Why do we sequester? So the Gemara says, Lama Mafrishin, Kida Aminon. What do you mean, why do we separate him? We already spoke about this. Either of Yochanan Kidisle, Vireish Lakish Kidisle. We already spoke about this. There are different opinions <coughs> as to why we go ahead and separate out the Kohen Gadol. Look at Rashi. So, so we, we just spent two blood on this. Right? According to Yochanan, the reason we sequester the Kohen Gadol before Yom Kippur is why? Because we're not Yom Kippur from Miluim. Just like by Miluim, there were seven days of sequestration preparation, so too before Yom Kippur. And according to Rachel, she doesn't learn that from Miluim. Where does he learn that from? This was yesterday's daf. Where does he learn that from? From Harsinai. From Harsinai. So, so what are you asking me? Why? We, we, we already did this. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. Hachi ka'amar mi beiso But the Gemara is asking is, why do you separate it from his home? Now, both like, home, the Gemara understands to mean his wife. Why do you have to separate him from his wife for seven days? I, mean, I understand you want to take him to the base of Mikdash because sequestration, preparation, you want to prepare him for the Avodah, but why can't his wife come along with him? Look at Rashi. So this is actually quite interesting. The Gemara says, mi beiso lama pirish. Me ishto lama pirish tavo ishto imo shahari al karachach lishas parhej and lo haisekidosha. His wife should be able to come with him. Why? Because like, what, what, what's, what's going to be your concern? Your concern is what is a man permitted to sleep with his wife in the in the base hamikdash compound? Is that is that meaning? Would that be appropriate? To which the Gemara says it's clear that the lishas parhej and the parhejin chamber did not have kedusha. How do we know that? Well, it's interesting halacha. If you'll notice, if you'll ever see the diagrams of the Beis HaMikdash, there is one thing that is clearly missing from, from the Kodesh. What's clearly missing from the Kodesh? There are no chairs. There are no chairs. Why? Because in nobody is permitted to sit in the Beis HaMikdash, with one exception, Davidic kings. Not even the Kohen Gadol. The Vake kings are permitted to sit in the Beis Hamikdash. No one else. So the Gemara says, the fact that the Kohen Gadol is living in Lishkas Parhedrin, which means he's sleeping there also, must by definition mean what? 
that it doesn't have Kiddushah as Beis HaMikdash. Because if it had Kiddushah as Beis HaMikdash, not only would he not be able to sleep, he wouldn't even be able to sit there, let alone sleep there. So we already know, and we'll discuss where this is, we already know that Shikas Maharajan doesn't have Kiddushah as Beis HaMikdash. If that's the case, why can't his wife come with him? Now I'll say, I'll show you something interesting. Take a look at Tosas for just a moment, <laughs> quickly, very quickly. Tosas says, Mi beiso lama perish, perish Rashi, so Tos says, okay, even if you want to say Lishkas Parhedrin doesn't have doesn't have Kedushas Beis Hamikdash, it's still Harabayis. And now, why is that important? I mean, the call Harabayis Machana Leviyahu. Now, I both say, remember, if a man, if the Kohen Gadol is living with his wife, if the Kohen Gadol is living with his wife, then what? Then Lemaisa, it's possible they're going to have relations. If they're going to have relations, then what's going to happen? He's going to become a Balkari. I both say, a Balkari is not permitted to enter into the Harabais without, Balkari's man who has seminal emission, is not permitted to enter into the Harabais ultimately. Ultimately, without going to the mikvah first, the Amar b'Pesach and Parak Elu Dvarim Zov the Chalzov the Rabbos Balkari Eliyesh Lafarish Mi Beiso Lama Pirish Hava Lan LeMeimar Shepirshu LeMechila Achaz Baharabayis. Seems to me both say Sazos points out it's possible that maybe the Lishkas maybe the Gemara is suggesting over here is instead of using the Lishkas Parhedrin, there are other subterranean tunnels on Harabayis. Those tunnels did not have not only did not have Beis Amitosh Kedusha. They didn't have Harabayis Kedusha. So why not just go ahead and sequester the coin with his wife to the, to the, one of the subterranean tunnels, and he could have lived there with her for the seven days prior to Yom Kippur. And also remember, even if it becomes a Valkyrie, that's not a problem. Why? Because Valkyrie is a very easy tumor to rectify. You go to the mikvah. You go to the mikvah. That's it. That's it. So the Gemara is just asking, why, why do you have to separate him from his wife? So the Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara says, Oh, what are we concerned about? What we're really concerned about is that maybe he's going to have relations with his wife. And she, when she's a Suffolk Nida. Now, I'll say if she's a Suffolk Nida, then what? Remember, was we're going to see a Nida, a woman who's a Nida, can convey a Tumah to a man who, is, who has relations with her. So maybe she's going to be Metanahim. And again, remember, as we'll see, we're assuming right now that the, that the Tumah of one who has relations with a Nida is like the Tumah of a Nida herself, which is a seven-day Tumah. Which can then mean, if he does this during any time during the sequestration process, then what? He's going to be in, he's not going to be able to do the Avodah in Yom Kippur. So Mark says, one second. Amruha Rabbanon Kameid Rechista. Excuse me. I lost the place. Atubiri Shoi Askinon. So what are you talking about? That the Kohen Gadol is going to have relations with his wife when she's a Suffolk Nida? Right? Um, we both say you're not allowed to have relations with your wife when she's a Suffolk Nida, when there's possibly that she's a Nida. So what are we concerned? If the Kohen Gadol's mom is going to do this, Gemara says, no, no, no. Ella, Shema Yavo Al Ishto, the Timsa Suffolk Nida. What are we concerned about? We're concerned about not that he's going to have relations with her when she is a Suffolk Nida, but what? He will have relations with her and then she will become a Suffolk Nida. What does that mean? Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. What's the concern? The concern is that we'll get, we'll get into a little bit more into this afterwards. Let's say a woman after relations checks herself. 
she, she does, she, she, she wipes herself and she finds that there's blood either on the sheet or there's blood ultimately on the item in which she checked herself. That creates a Suffolk Mida situation. The, our halacha lemaisa today is different than this particular halacha because remember, for our purposes today, nida has only one ramification, which is in terms of marital intimacy. But at the times of the base hamikdash, nida has major ramifications for tumah tara. So, so again, so these ideas of tumor very. So the gemara says like this: What are we concerned about? We're concerned about that maybe what's going to happen is she's going to be the kohen gadol is going to be with his wife, and then afterwards she's going to find blood. And there's a suffix that maybe it's nida blood. She's suffix nida. If she's suffix nida rabosa, again, in this context, a suffix nida will be a suffix lechumra. Suffix lechumra, again, will be lechumra. Excuse me, a suffix daraisa will be lechumra. And therefore, it turns out that the Kohen Gadol himself is now Tomei Tumas Nida, and that Tum extends for seven days, which means now he's officially, essentially, been excluded from doing the Avaldin Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Amrua Rabbana Kameh Derev Chista, Keman Kerabi Akiva. Who's the opinion does this reflect? This is the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. What does Rabbi Akiva say? Do'amr, Nida Metame Esboala. Rabbi Akiva holds of all sides that a Nida, a woman who's a Nida, conveys Tumah to the man with whom she has relations. Because according to the rabbis, Ha'amri, they say, Ein nida mitama esboala. The rabbanon say that a nida does not convey tumah to a man with whom she has relations. Look at Rashi Rabosai. Last two short lines, and then the wide lines. Kirabi Akiva. Command Kirabi Akiva Dama Roa Damitami Esboala. Limafreya. Rabosai, remember, remember the case over here. The case over here is the coin goggle is with his wife, and when he's with his wife, there are no issues. Right? Meaning there's no indication that she's a nida, that she's even a possible nida. Everything is fine. After relations, now she finds blood. So what's the issue? The issue is, was she Anida at the time of relations or not? That's the fundamental issue. There's the fact, we know now she is Anida, but the Shaila, she didn't find it during relations, she found it after relations. So, we'll say, just so you should know, as an aside, the halachic discussion of Dam Machmas Bia, which ultimately is blood found after relations, is a very interesting and complex halachic issue. Again, e- even, even today. But right now what's happening over here is she's finding it after relations, and the shayla is, do we essentially say, does the halacha say that she must have been anida during relations as well? And therefore the coin gadol would be, uh, therefore the coin gadol would be tummy as well. So look what the Gemara says, Rashi, excuse me. Kerabi Akiva, Lemafreya, say his position is, that when a woman finds nida, when a woman finds nida blood, what that does is it extends her toma for a full twenty-four hours retroactively. Meaning we assume blood doesn't just show up. Rabbi Kiva is actually an extensive discussion of a seches nida. We assume that the blood was there for twenty-four hours beforehand, and therefore again, if she had relations with her husband during that period, he's tame. If she touched taros, if she touched against things that are supposed to be ritually pure, she was metame them. He says lemafreya. So once again, so we're not going to go through this whole thing, but the position of Rabbi Akiva is Rabbi Akiva holds that once she finds blood after relations, then Lemaisa again, the Tumah extends back 24 hours retroactively, which then means what? That Lemaisa, the Kohen Gadol, is now Tame. So we're saying that's what we're, so, okay, I'm sorry. According to the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon do not extend the Tumah back retroactively. So we'll, we'll, we'll qualify their Shita as well in just a moment. So therefore, the Gemara is suggesting over here, that Lemaisa, the reason we separate the Kohen Gadol, not just from his physical home, but from his wife as well, is to avoid any complications that may arise as a result of marital relations with his wife. Uh, but again, the Gemara just pointing out, that's only true according to Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva is the only one who says that if a woman finds dam after, after relations, that the Tumah could be applied retroactively. 
Amalu Rav Chista, I feel the Tim Rabbana. Rav Chista says, no. The truth is, even in this case, Rabbana would agree. Why? Ad kan lo pligi Rabbanon alei dirabi Akiva, ela ba'acher acher, aval bechad acher modulei. Rav says, very interesting. When do... When do the rabbis, when do the rabbanon argue on Rabbi Akiva with what, with what the Gemara calls, what the Rav Chista calls, acher acher. What's acher acher? Take a look at Rashi. It's about five lines in, six lines in from where it gets wide. Last words on line. Elba acher acher. Sheshasa yoser me acher zman. Shehazman osyom. Va'acher u la'acher, excuse me. Va'acher zman. La'acher osyom. Bichtoch shet kidei sheterit v'tadiach. Now we'll say here's something interesting. The Gemara Masechus Nida discusses that in order for blood to be attributed to relations, in order to even have this suffix, that perhaps, again, she was a Nida during relations, she has to find the blood within close, within a short amount of time after relations. So the Gemara, gives, so the Gemara says if she finds the blood immediately after, within enough time, within the amount of time that it would have taken her to get off the bed, and to wipe herself, then again, then that is considered to be, then that could be attributed to blood that was present during relations. But if for argument's sake, after relations, uh, you know, she falls asleep, and she wakes up two hours later, and there's blood, and she finds blood afterwards, the Rabbanon would say that's not a problem. So the Rav Chis is clarifying like this. When do the Rabbanon say that Lemaisa blood found after <laughs> relations is not a problem? That's when she finds it at some significant amount of time after the act of relations. But even the Rabbanon would agree that if she finds it immediately after relations, then what? Then Lamaisa, we assume that blood was present during relations, in which case her husband would in fact become Tame with Tomas Nida. So all the Gemara is pointing out is that even the Rabbanon would subscribe to this idea that it is important to separate the Kohen Gadol from his wife for the seven days prior to Yom Kippur, because again, <laughs> even in their worldview, if, if she were to find blood immediately after relations, that could be Matamihim as well. So that's the Lushan over here is, Lo pligi ali Rabbi Akiva. The rabbis only argue with Rabbi Akiva, Elba acher acher. Acher means much later. Much later, meaning after that amount of time that it would take her to get off the bed and to check herself. But if only one acher, which means again, immediately after relations, moduli, they would agree. I'm Rabbi Zera. Shmamina. Boal nida eno kenida v'tavobiyom. Now, Boal said, Rabbi makes a very interesting observation. There's one thing that becomes clear. Even though now we're saying that, in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Akiva and even the Rabbana under certain circumstances, that when a man has relations with a woman who's in nida, that he contracts nida impurity as well. Rabbi Zira, however, says it's clear from here that a man who has relations with a nida is not treated like a nida, and therefore tov and therefore he immerses by day. Remember, Rabbi when a woman is in nida, when she goes, she only goes to the mikveh at night. There's no tovila bayom. But apparently, a, kohen, a, a man who contracts nida tuma by having relations with a nida can go to the mikveh by day. Where do we know that from? Di'i amrit bol nida kenida. I've also listened to this. Because if you're going to tell me that a man who has relations with a nida is like a nida and that he can't go to the mikvah until nightfall, then emas tovil balayla. Then when is he going to go to the mikvah? At night. Ula machar heichi avad avoda. How will he do the avoda the next day? Vaha boy her of shem. Well, say, listen to this. So here's what we know. We're separating the coin gadol seven days, seven days before Yom Kippur. Which means that it's possible that what happened, maybe the night before, maybe the night before he had relations with his wife. The night before he left, he had relations with his wife. Let's say it turns out that she was a nida. 
let's say you have this case where right after relations she sees blood, everybody's going to agree, and for this, for argument purposes, say that she's a nida, therefore the Kohen Gadol now has two mas nida. And I'm say, play this out. If the Kohen Gadol has to wait, to, if, the, if a person who becomes, if a, if a man who becomes tummy with Tumas nida, has to wait until nightfall to go to the mikvah, then when's the first time the Kohen Gadol is going to get to go to the mikvah? Okay. Essentially the night of Yom Kippur. The night of Yom Kippur. And that's going to be problematic. Why? Because Rabosa, again, in order for the Kohen Gadol to be purged of Tumah, what has to happen? He needs hair of Shemesh. He needs, he needs a day. He needs the sun to go down. What's going to be the problem? The next time the sun's going to go down is when? Is Masa Yom Kippur, which means that essentially he's been effectively precluded from doing the Avodah. So it must be what? It must be that when would he be going to the mikvah? He must go into the mikvah essentially on Arab Yom Kippur during the day. During the day. And therefore, the mice, again, what that shows us is what? That even though a man who has relations with Anida contracts, we'll call it Nida impurity, but he's treated differently than her. That's where she can't go to the mikvah at night, he must be able to go to the mikvah by day. So the Gemara says, well, not so fast. The Gemara says, says, not necessarily. It could very well be that a man who becomes Tomei through relations with the Nida is treated just like her. And namely, both of them can't go to the mikvah until nightfall. I said, well, what do you do about the Kondo? Well, so listen to this. What do we do? When it says that we go ahead and we separate them on the seventh day, you know what it really means? We separate them a little bit before the seventh day. <coughs> that whereas the seventh day will start, we'll call it at night, we actually separate him when? About an hour before Shkia. An hour before, an hour before sunset. And I'll say, what does that do for us? <coughs> what that does for us is in the event that he had relations with his wife that day, that day, then what? Then Lamais again, even if she was a Nida, there's, he's going to go to the Mikvah and Yom Kippur regardless. So therefore, and during the day, and during the day. So the mice, again, what we do is we back up the sequestration period, even just for an hour before Shkia. That way, again, we have that, we know that he wasn't with his wife at that point in time. Therefore, even if he did become Tommy Tomas Nida from relations to that day, he can still immerse again that, or essentially the night of Erev Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Meisvei. Gemara is Zekasha. Kol Chayvi Tvilos, Tvilos and Bayom. Anyone who's Chayv to go to the Mikvah, they can go to the Mikvah by day. Meaning, also, what it's single here is generally, when it comes to Tumah, you could immerse in the mikvah by day. Nida v'yoledes, tefilas and balayla, with, with one exception or two exceptions. Anida and a yoledes. Right? So Anida, again, is Anida, and yoledes is one who gave birth. So both of those women must do their immersions at night. So the Gemara says, now both say, Rashi points out over here, Nida v'yoledes, tefilas and balayla, Nida d'chsev, shivas yamim tebenidasa, kol shiva. Also, the Gemara Dashin says for seven, remember, biblical nidos, nidos is only seven days. So for seven days, the woman will be a nidos. So the Gemara understands there has to be a full seven days. Now, the truth is, it's not really a full seven days, because remember, if a woman becomes a nidos in the middle of a day, that's day one also. What it means is the days must be completed fully. So day number seven must be a complete day, and therefore she doesn't go to the mikveh at night, until nighttime. The Oledes kame nidos. So remember, and your Torah itself links the Oledes woman who gave birth to a woman who's a nidos. So the Gemara says, what do, we, what do we infer from here? Nida in, ball nida low. So what we can infer from here is, what does the Bryce say? Who are the only two people who have to go to the mikvah dafka at night and not by day? Is a nida and a which means what? That a man who becomes tummy through relations with the nida is permitted to go to the mikvah by day. To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Nida v'cholda asimiri buye. No, no, no. What does it mean, say? It means, when it says nida, it means a nida and anyone who is a derivative of her needles. So when it says Nida, Nida is an umbrella, and it includes her, as well as, again, potentially her husband, if he had relations with her. Mesei, raise another kasha. 
Balkari Kimagasheretz. I will say a Balkari man who has a seminal emission becomes tummy like someone who touched a sheretz. Someone who touched a sheretz, I will say, is a creepy, crawly thing, an insect. Boel Nida Kitami Mes. A man who has relations with a Nida contracts the same type of toma as if someone who came in contact with a corpse. Because I will say, essentially, what that means is both have a seven. Well, we'll see what it means. My love, Latvila. Does it not mean for immersion purposes? And meaning what? That's just like a person who's Tommy Mason could go to the mikvah by day. So to a boil, Nida could also go to the mikvah by day. Mara says, Lo, Lutumasan. No, no, no. What is it? Maybe it means for the duration of their tumah. The way the Bryce is saying over here is that, that the tumah of a boil, Nida is like the tumah of a Tommy Mason. And therefore, again, just like the tumah of a Tommy Mason is seven days, so to tumah of a boil, Nida is seven days. Mara says, But one second. Behedrik Sibhu. Why does the rice need to teach me that? The Bible that is that's an often that's a mafurish apostolic. It's clear in the Torah. Hai Tumas Shivak Sivei, Vahai Tumas Shivak Sivei. It says seven day Tuma by Tome Mace, and it says seven day Tuma by Bolnida. Why? Why do I need? Why do I need a, a rice to teach me that? To which the Gemara says, No, no, no. Ela lav litvilasan. Rather, going back to our original, our original point, maybe it's coming to teach us what. For Tavila purposes, and it's coming to teach us that just like Toma, Toma, to, Tomas Mace could go to the mikvah, just like a Tommy Mace could go to the mikvah by day, so to somebody who's Tommy because of Bolni, they could also go to the mikvah by day. The says, no, no, no. No, 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 no. The Bryce is actually coming to go ahead and teach us that the Toma of, the Toma of Bolni, is like the tumah of Tumas Mace. But it's not coming to teach us duration, because duration we already know from the Pesukim, that both are seven days. So what is it coming to teach me? Seifa itzrichale, the end of the b'risa, which was not quoted on Amr Aleph, is needed. Because what does the Seifa say? Ella shechamar mimena. Because I will say, as much again as Boel Nida resembles Tumas Mace, however, again, Boel Nida has a major stringency. What's the major stringency? Ella shechamar mimena Boel Nida. Boel Nida is more chamar than Tumas Mace. Why? Shemetame mishkav umoshav betumakala letame ochrinu mashkar. I will say it's very interesting. Because a bol nida, a man who has relations with the moon is is metame mishkav umoshav. But I will say, take a look at your Rashi for just a moment. Shemetame mishkav umoshav, afilu eser matzaos zu al gavzu, betame meis eno metame elamagor. Both say, this is very interesting. This, and this all derives from need from, from Tumas nida. A woman who is a nida, if she were to sit on, let's say, a pile of cushions, so the tumah would, would devolve upon every single cushion all the way down, even though what? She's only had contact with the one on top. So remember, again, a man who has relations with a woman who's a nida essentially acquires pretty much her same level of tumah, which means that a boal nida also is able to be metame, what we call through mishkav umoshav. Mishkav umoshav means sitting on top of something while not having direct contact with it. So if I sit on a pile of things, all the things become tummy. And I will say, this is in contradistinction to Tomas Mace. Because a person who contracts Tomas Mace is only conveys Tomas how? Maga, through actual touch. So it's interesting over here. So as much as Boal Nida, Boal Nida is like Tomei Mace in many regards, namely that again, <coughs> it has a, well, in one major regard, that it has a duration of seven day Tomei, it's fundamentally distinct in the nature and power of its tumah. That whereas again, Tomas Mace only conveys tumah through maga, so Boel Nida conveys tumah with what Yamar calls through Mishkav Umoshav Betumakala. But again, this Mishkav Umoshav only has a, they, all these. So I'll say, what's the status of, let's say, these cushions that are underneath the Boel Nida? Not the one that he's directly sitting on, but all the ones underwards. It only has a lesser form of tumah. 
that is able It's able to convey to love, to food and to drink, but not to Adam and Kalim, not to other people and not to utensils. So again, it has a weaker form of Tumah, but it's Tumah nevertheless. So we'll say all the actions, so what the Gemara is answering over here is, the Gemara is just trying to equate Tumas Nida and Boal Nida, excuse me, Tumas Mace and Boal Nida, the Gemara only links them together really only to highlight the distinctions. So it says, yes, they have certain common ground, but more dramatically, they have a major distinction in the nature and scope of their Tumah. Fine. Says the Gemara, Toshma. The Tani Rabbi Chia, Hazob v'hazova v'hamitzorvat v'hamitzoras. So we'll say, so Rabbi Chia says the following. Hazob and Hazova, he says a man and a woman who has the, these type of emissions. Mitzora mitzoras, again, tzaraz. Boel midah, a man who has relations with the midah. V'tamei meis, and a person who becomes tamei. Through contact with the corpse. In all of these cases, tvilasim bayom. So we'll say, here you have a Mephorosha Bryce. The Bryce says that, again, what? That Lemaisa, they all go to mikvah by day. Nida v'yoledes tevilasem halayla. However, again, a nida and a yoledes, they have tevila at they must go to the mikvah tonight. So the Gemara says tiyufta, good one, good one, right? Tiyufta means you've uh, you've effectively refuted the other position because you have now an explicit brisa, right? And I will say again, it's a it's a stam. Well, actually, it's Rabbi Chia. So you have an explicit brisa that essentially says what that that a boal nida goes to the mikvah by day, and therefore the Gemara says this seems to be a conclusive proof. That although a nida can't go to the mikvah until nightfall, and even though a boal say what? Remember, a boal nida really is a derivative of her nida tumah, but the price the price says he can go to the mikvah by day. Fine. Says the Gemara. So listen now back to the Kohen So now we've established the following that we are set, the sequestration is not just from his home. See, we'll say, one could have easily thought. That the whole chap of the sequestration is what? It's sequestration preparation. So if that's the case, then his wife should be able to come with him. Now that we're saying we're separating him from his wife as well, in order to avoid any potential of Tomas Nida, Sigmar says, now that you're being choshesh, that maybe his wife is going to become a Nida in the midst of relations, or right after relations, why aren't you choshesh that what? You should sequester him from people. Why should you sequester him from people? Because what's possible? Someone's going to come to say, Shalom Aleichem to the God, what's going to happen? He's going to drop dead. So, meaning, if that's mean, what, what, what the Gemara is saying is the following. No, what the Gemara is asking is, if, if, let's say, again, you have to understand something. If we were really concerned that a woman is going to become an Ida, it means that we shouldn't be able to have relations with our wives. Right? Why? Because what that means is that every single time I, I, I'm going to have relations with my wife, I have to be Choshish, we shouldn't become an Ida. So, obviously, we're not Choshish for that. We're not Choshesh for that. So, but, but yet, by the Kohen Gadol over here, what we see over here is a pattern. We begin to be Choshesh for things that regular people are not Choshesh for under normal circumstances. So Gemara says, okay, if you want to start being Choshesh again for the outliers, and also I'll take this a step further also, just understand the Gemara Masechus Nidu discusses that, that at certain points in history there was a practice that women would do an internal examination before relations in order to ensure that they were not a need at time of relations. We, we, don't, we don't do that today for a variety of different reasons. But the point is over here that Lemais, again, we're clearly not choshish. I, I can't impress enough. If we really were choshish for this, then a person would never be able to have relations with their wife. So once we're being choshish for this outlier, for this things that we're not choshish under ordinary circumstances, why don't you be choshish? People do drop dead also. It, it happens, Nebuch. It happens. So maybe we should sequester the coin goggle from everyone in order that he not become Tomei Tomas Mace. So look at Rashi. Now remember, he's got contact with all these different kinds of people. 
He should be sequestered from human contact because maybe one, maybe someone is going to drop dead in his presence and boom, he's tummy to mas mace and now you're stuck. To which the Gemara says, what do you see from here? From the fact that we're not Choshish, so I'll say, tells you what? That Tuma, going back to our Pesachim days, that Tuma is Hutra Betzibor. Now, boss, I want to show you something fascinating with this. When we learn this concept in Pesachim, we learned it in a totally different way. What did Tuma Hutra Betzibor in Pesachim mean? It meant that if the majority of the populace were Tami, 51% of the nation were Tami, then what? Then you offered up the carbon Pesach even in a state of ritual impurity. There was no Pesach. Sheni, everybody does. And we saw Machlokis says it. Hutra is a tchuya. Here it means something different. Look what Rashi says. Hutra Hibetzibor says Rashi. He says, Kidichsev ish nidcha. So we learned that actually from Pesach Sheni. That's what? We learned from Pesach Sheni that an individual is, Nidcha is deferred because of Tuma, but the Tzibor is not Nidcha. Watch this. We'll say the entire Yom Kippur service is a Tzibor service. Every carbon in Yom Kippur is a Tzibor service. Va'af carbon shalom. And even those things that are called the Kohen Gadol's private or personal offering, those are also called Karbanos Tzibor. And therefore, We'll say, listen to this. The Gemara suggests, okay, let's say somebody does drop dead right in front of the Kohen Gadol. Okay, let's, let's say that happens. It doesn't matter. Why? Because we'll say, everything the Kohen Gadol does on Yom Kippur is considered to be a Tzibor service. Couple that with the fact that what? That it has to be done by the Kohen Gadol. Therefore, the Gemara says, if you really become Tomei Tomas Meis, those laws will be suspended. Why? Because Tumahutrabit Sibor. Now both understand the novelty of the application of this concept. Everybody else is tar. Who's the only one who's Tame? The Kohen Gadol. But because the Avoda has to be done by him, and because the Avoda is a Tsibor Avoda, the laws of Tumu will be suspended. I'm so, oh, so why base? So because again, whatever normal precautions we can take, because again, as we're going to see also, you can't really guard someone from full human contact, especially given the fact that part of the, pre- part of the reason for the sequestration was the preparation was to prepare him to, for the avoda. So he had to learn, we saw that in the Bryce before, the Tamidim of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemara said before, had to go out and teach him. So what the Gemara is saying over here is, even if somebody drops dead, Lemaisa again, Lemaisa, it's okay, because Tumahut Shrebet Sibor. Ravina, Ravina says, no, 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 Afilu Taima, Afilu, excuse me, Ravina, Amra Afilu Ravina says, no, 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 that's not the reason. Even if you want to say it's only nidche, not hutra. I'll tell you the reason why. So Ravina gives, I think, what is probably according to the Gemara, more plausible answer. So Gemara says, I'll tell you why. Because the truth is, we're only going to be choshesh for things that are normal occurrences. It's normal for a woman to see blood after relations. Again, not necessarily a regular occurrence, but it's a normative occurrence. It does happen. So therefore, again, we're going to safeguard ourselves from what we'll call normative or regular occurrences. Therefore, I'm sorry, you can't be with your wife for the next seven days. People just dropping that out of nowhere is not a normal occurrence. Again, when we say normal, it happens, it happens, but these are not the kind of events that necessarily happen on a daily basis. 
So the Gemara, again, I will say, obviously, on a global level, people drop dead every single day, unfortunately. What the Gemara is saying is in terms of the events for which we must plan for, that is not one of them. So I will say, Suravina so simply seems to say, this is not an issue of Tumah Hutra or Tumah Dechuyah. This is an issue about planning for things that are Matsui, that are regular occurrences, and you can't plan for you can't plan for every single occurrence. So again, the plan that somebody's going to drop dead, that we're not worried about. But the plan that his wife may become a Nida after relations, that is saying that is possible, and therefore we must plan for that. For that particular eventuality. So Gemara says, Itmar, Tumas Hames, now we'll say, now that we mentioned this, we're going to go back and explore this a little bit more. Tumas Hames, Tumas Hames, Rav Nachman Omer, Dechuyihi. Rav Nachman says, Rav say it's Nitchen. Rav Nachman we saw this Machlokis earlier, Betzibor. So Nitchen, Dechuyihi Betzibor. Rav Nachman, what does it mean, set aside? What that means is, the laws of the laws of Tumah, did I skip? I'm sorry. Rav Nachman Omer, Hutri Betzibor. Rav Sheshis Omer, Dechuyihi Betzibor. So I'll say, Machlokis Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshis. Rav Nachman says, Tumah Hutri Betzibor, which means, Rav Nachman say again, in this context, in this context, that Lemaisa, even though, again, even though everybody else is, ta- is Tahar, the fact that the Kohen Gadol is involved in a Tzibor service, when it comes to the Tzibor, the laws of Tumah are, are lifted. They don't exist. Chutra means they become Mutter. It's like the laws of Tumah don't exist. Rav Sheshis, on the other hand, says, Dechuyah. Dechuyah means, I will say what? That they're set aside. They still exist. But they set us, but they're set aside. Now, what does that mean? So the Gemara says, "Hecha deika temenu tehorin ba'hu beis av kuli amalo pligi de tehorin avdi mitamin lo av temenu lo avdi." And I will say, you know where this comes up? This comes up in the following circumstance. Let's say, forget about Yom Kippur for just a moment. I have it's it's a regular day in the base of Mikdash. Remember again, there's a particular base of a particular Kohanic family that's serving on that day. And what happens? Part of the base of part of the part of the shift, part of the Kohanic shift becomes tamei. Part of them are still tehorin. Everybody will agree in a circumstance like that, where you have some Kohanim who are Tameim, some Kohanim who are Tameim, what should you do? The Tahorin should do the service, and what? And what? The Tameim should not. Kipligi, when do they argue? La'ahadure o la'suye Tahorin base avachrina. I will say, listen to this case. Where's the Nafkamina case? Again, remember, a base av, a particular family, serves on a particular day in the base of English. Let's say now, the entire base av becomes Tameim. The entire base av becomes Tameim. What? Dur- during, during, their, during their avoda. You know, on the day they're supposed to serve, they all become tummy. So what's the fundamental of Machlok? Yes? Do I have to go out and find another base af? Do I have to go out and find... Now, I will say it's not so difficult to do that. But do I have to find another base af to do the avoda? So I'll say it depends. Rav Nachman, Amar, Heter, excuse me, Heter, Hibit, Sibor, Velo, Mahadrinon. Rav Nachman says, no. You know Why? Which means what? Whenever it comes to sacrificial service for the tzibor, then what, Rabbi Osai? Lamai said, there's no tumah. There's no tumah. If there's no tumah, then what? You don't have to go find replacements. These guys are perfectly good. Rav Sheshesh says, no, not true. That the laws of tumah are set aside, which means what, Rabbi Osai? If you don't have an alternative, you could do the tzibor service in a state of holder. But what? But if you have an alternative, then exercise your alternative. Then ultimately, again, go ahead and find another another base app. And therefore, again, And ultimately, again, we would go ahead and look for look for another group of kind to do the avoda. We'll stop over here. We'll stop by the ikadami. So again, remember, we're we're, st- we're st- not stuck, not stuck. We are we are left. I apologize. I'm 
Nobody is being able to be able to concentrate for the rest of the day. I left it on this cliffhanger. But fundamental machlok is Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshes of Tuma Hutra B'tzibor, Tuma Duchuyi B'tzibor. And now again, the novelty over here is the new application of this concept. We've only seen this, Legabe the Tzibor as a whole. Now we're seeing these concepts as applies to sacrificial sacrificial service for the Tzibor itself. All right, we'll continue with tomorrow, Mirza Hashem. We'll say we'll say in that case a, lo- a low plug, a low plug. Who says it's an only? Co- who, I'm saying where? where did, why would you assume that it's an? Oh. Yeah, it, 